0: Hello, 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 and welcome to this, the bonus part of today's FYI, where we are dissecting the Sopranos, and if you couldn't tell, si no se notaba, I'm a huge fan of this show. But guys, if you trust me, I mean, I'm somebody who studied acting, so I've got a trained eye. I know usually when somebody's overacting or the writing is cheesy, and in The Sopranos, you won't get any of that. It is just a tour de force, as we say. So we already took a look at the parallels between the show, or Tony Soprano, and David Chase the creator. But where did he get the whole mafia thing? Because David Chase, I mean, if you've ever seen the guy, he doesn't look like a mafioso. Hey, maybe that's his secret. (laughs) Well, where did he get this mob idea from? I mean, where did the mafia come into it? We just need to take a look at where David Chase grew up. And David Chase grew up in New Jersey and New Jersey. I hate to say it because I went to university there and I've been to many of the places in The Sopranos, which I'll tell you a little bit about later on. But this is an area that's pretty infamous for mob activity. In general, the New York, the New Jersey, New York area, that that area... I don't want to say it because I don't like generalizing, but uh, when I worked in college, I worked at a restaurant that was cash only, run by a guy who had a lot of really important friends, and I'm not going to say anything else because I took a code of silence, omerta, (laughs) <laughs> I'm joking, <laughs> but I'm not joking about that. You know, I'm I'm joking about taking the code of silence. I'm not joking about the fact that where I grew up. Is a huge mob area. In fact, if you look at some of my mother's cousins and family members, they are straight out of Sopranos. So David Chase grew up seeing all these mafiosos going around in their Cadillacs and, you know, with knots of money. Muchos billetes, I think you would say. So he took inspiration for the show from a crime family called the Boyardo family, which was run by Richard Boyardo. Uh, They were primarily based in Newark. Now, Newark, New Jersey is a major city. Many of you are familiar with Newark Liberty Airport. So you've got a river there, you've got ports, you've got airports. It seems like the perfect place to move goods around, doesn't it? I mean, you're, you're connected to New York City. So, he also modeled the family after the Di Cavalcante family. And all these stories you can look up. I mean, you'll see which ones are copied in The Sopranos and which ones were just kind of made up by David Chase and his creative team. So, I guess this would be a good time to take a look at some of the locations. As I said, it was filmed on location in New Jersey and New York. So they also use sound stages, but those were in Queens, a famous studio located in Queens called Silver Cup Studios. But all the exteriors were filmed on location. For example, the Bada Bing, which is the strip club, is a real strip club that's located in New Jersey. And I've been there. That's right. Now, I don't frequent strip clubs, but it was my cousin's bachelor party. I think you say, despedida de soltero? My cousin's bachelor party. And if you're looking for Bada Bings, the name of the strip club in the show, you won't find it. Well, actually you will. Google is smart enough to know that the name of the place is really called Satin Dolls. And for those of you who are interested, it's located on Route 17 in Lodi, New Jersey. The exterior shots of Tony Soprano's home or the Soprano's home, if you want, write down this address. If you're ever in the New York area, it's worth going out there. The address is 633 Stag Trail Road, and this is in North Caldwell. The name of the town in New Jersey is called North Caldwell. Caldwell. But you can put it into Google Maps and you can see where they filmed the exteriors of The Sopranos. 633 Stag Trail Road. And another thing about The Sopranos is their house reminded me a little bit of my grandma's house. Italian-Americans living in New Jersey... Hmm, but you don't have to take my word for it. You don't have to go looking for these places individually. We've got you covered. There's a Sopranos tour that happens. It leaves from New York City, and it takes you to all the famous locations where the show was shot or where it was supposed to have taken place. For example, Satriale's is the name of the butcher shop. Now, there's a place in New Jersey that looks a lot like that but this was filmed in an abandoned building. But they'll take you on this tour to all of those locations. So if you're a Sopranos fan, you've got to take the tour. Now, have I taken the tour? No. So I know what you're thinking. You call yourself a Sopranos fan? I've been to many of the locations. Let's put it this way. I've kind of done the tour on my own terms. But in New York, they have a lot of tours like this. If you're a fan of Seinfeld, they have a Seinfeld tour. They might even have a Friends tour. I know they have a Sex in the City tour. But remember, who started it all? It was The Sopranos. Because you could say Friends was popular, but the production quality of Friends is very different than the production quality of The Sopranos and the shows that came after it. And nobody knows that better than Stephanie Germanota. What Who? huh? Stephanie Germanota? Who's that? Well, if you don't know her name, you might know her stage name, Lady Gaga. Yeah, remember, I told you in the in the first part of the show I said that Lady Gaga had a cameo on the show. That's right. And she wasn't huge yet. She wasn't Lady Gaga yet. She was just an actress, performer who had auditioned for a role. And believe it or not, it was her first acting role. Now, I don't know if you guys have seen her in A Star is Born, but she's not just an amazing singer. She is a phenomenal actor as well. So if you want to see Stephanie Germanota, a.k.a. Lady Gaga, uh, this is a, an episode that came out in 2001. She plays the role of, and I quote, girl at swimming pool number two. She was just 15 years old, and if you blink, you might miss her. But I challenge you, see if you can find Lady Gaga in The Sopranos. I had no idea she was in the show until I prepared this episode. And again, I consider myself a Sopranos fan. And she isn't the only person who had a cameo. Also, Lin-Manuel Miranda, if you don't know who that is, Lin-Manuel Miranda, he is the guy who wrote... Hamilton, a very, very successful producer, writer, creator. And he had a cameo on The Sopranos as well. And this was before either of them were famous in their own right. Another fun fact about The Sopranos is that David Chase hardly ever directed well hardly ever he never directed the show except for the pilot and the final episode well i guess he was too busy running the show he had a lot of stuff to do as the showrunner or the producer most of the episodes or i should say the director that directed the majority of episodes his name is tim van patten He's a guy who has directed Game of Thrones, The Wire, Boardwalk Empire, and he directed 20 episodes of The Sopranos. Another guy named Alan Coulter directed 12 episodes. He's up next with the second most. And one of my favorite actors, who's also in The Sopranos, Steve Buscemi directed four episodes. Again, there's David Chase being flexible, letting other people see his vision in their own way. I don't know, but I'm convinced that some of the success is due to that, debido a eso. Now, I told you we were going to look at some Italian-American vocab. Now, this is vocabulary that you'll hear in any Italian-American neighborhood. Most most people in New York are familiar with this vocabulary because there are a lot of Italian-Americans in New York, uh, also in Boston, also in Chicago. So in major cities, People will be familiar with this vocabulary. Now, I'm not suggesting you use this vocabulary uh, on a daily basis, but the next time you watch Goodfellas or Donnie Brasco or, obviously, The Sopranos, maybe you'll understand some of this slang. Now, the first one is the word guma. Now, be careful because some people could mix this one up with gumba. So, guma comes from comare. Okay, now remember, a lot of these words come from Italian-Americans pronouncing the words a la italiana, pero con el toque americano, if you catch my drift. So, guma, it comes from comare, which means godmother or second mother, uh, the person who takes care of you. Translation, mistress, lover. Yeah, that person you're having an affair with. An affair is un asunto. So, guma as opposed to gumba, A goomba, or goomba, you can say it both ways, is compatriot. And it comes from comrade, comrade, right? Com- but again, when they say it in English, it's it just something happens and it becomes Englishified. I don't even know if that's a word. So goomba, the translation in Spanish would be compadre, 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 gumba. See? <laughs> see how they got to Goomba, compadre, compa, Gumba. <laughs> so Goomba, your best friend. Guma, that person that you're sneaking out to go see. Another one that I love, and I never understood it. I thought my grandma, because a lot of these I learned from my grandma, not from Tony Soprano. Remember, my grandma was Sicilian, and I love her very dearly, but you don't want to mess with her. She was hard-headed. She was a short woman with a short fuse, but she was very, very loving as well. And she used to always say, Maron! Or, marone mio. And, of course, being a Spaniard, too, I heard maron. I'm like, maron? Marron? El, el color? But, no, it means madonna. Madonna mia. But when Americans say it, italianized, as I say, it's maron. Marona mia. Maron. Maron. It sounds like, I think it's even written M-A-R-O-N-E. O sea... Yace de deletrean de otra forma. One of my favorite ones, which is, most people in New York will know this one, as I said, is the word agita. Agita. My mother used this one, my, my grandparents, my great-grandparents. Again, remember, I have Italian roots in Naples and in Sicily, as you guys remember from the family episode. So if you have agita, agita comes from the word acida, I, I don't know how to say it. Achita agita, which is acido. Again, I'm trying to now, I'm trying to give you the Italian word, but explain it in Spanish. So uh, agita, acida, no, acidez would be in Spanish. So if you have agita, you have heartburn or indigestion. But if an Italian American says it, they probably won't say heartburn or indigestion. They'll say, I've got agita. (laughs) Another one, manja. Man, Everybody knows that one. Hey, it's time to eat. Mange. And if you're going to mange, a lot of times se comen la A al final. Like they say prosciutto. prosciutto. If you're going to mange, you should have some prosciutto with some mozzarella. You chooch. <laughs> ¿Os habéis enterado de esa frase? Eso es una frase. Eh? So manja eat. Había manja. A prosciutto, is pro, prosciutto is prosciutto. Mozzarella is mozzarella. But they say mozzarella. I'm trying to think of another one that uh, is food as well. Prosciutto, mozzarella, calamar. Yeah, with a D sound at the end. Calamar. In the United States, you can order squid or calamar, thanks to the Americans. <laughs> the Italian Americans, I mean. So, prosciutto, mozzarella, uh, and chuch. The word I said at the end, chuch, is a word that means a jackass. Un tontorron, a chuch. Also, the word strons, strons, which comes from the word stronzo. And I'm not going to translate that word into English because, well, I don't want to get an explicit rating here. But stronzo, which we say strons, this guy's a strons, strons is a piece of poop. <laughs> and the last one, and the one that was in the intro is forget about it. And forget about it, pronunciado, forget about it forget about it, has a lot of meanings. And what we're going to do right now, I'm going to play an audio clip. Now, I know this is about the Sopranos, but I'm going to play an audio clip from Donnie Brosco, where the character Donnie Brosco, played by Johnny Depp, explains the many, many meanings of forget about it. I'll set the scene for you. What's happening in this scene is they've set up wiretaps, and wiretaps is escuchas. They keep hearing Donnie Brasco because he's undercover. Él ha infiltrado la mafia. And so the agents, the FBI agents say, what is that thing you keep saying? Forget about it. What is it? They don't understand it. And there's an awesome monologue where Johnny Depp's character, Donnie Brasco, explains it. Let's hear it right here. Hey, can I ask you something? What? What's forget about it? What is it?
1: Forget about it. It's like uh, if you agree with someone, you know, like Raquel Welch is one great piece of ass, forget about it. But then if you disagree like a Lincoln is better than a Cadillac, forget about it, you know? But then, it's also like if something is the greatest thing in the world, like Mingy, those peppers, forget about it, you know? (laughs) But it's also like saying go to hell, too. Like, you know, like, uh, hey, Bully, you got a one-inch pecker, and Bully says, forget about it. Forget about it. Bully, forget about it. (laughs) Sometimes it just means uh, forget about it.
0: I, every time I hear that clip, I crack up. So as you can see, forget about it this is not just olvidate. Aunque al final dice, and sometimes it just means forget about it. But sometimes it means no, which is olvídalo. Sometimes it means excellent. Oh man, I just bought a Cadillac, creo que dice algo así. He says, forget about it. I'm taking the kids to Disney World. Forget about it. No hay nada mejor. And so this has so many meanings. It's like a, I don't know, an interjection. I'm trying to think of the equivalent in Spanish. Perhaps you guys can come up with an equivalent. Oh, and forget about it, which is not forget about it. It's forget about it. It has 53 different spellings on the internet. (laughs) So how do you say it? Ah, forget about it. Earlier, we were talking about how realistic it was. You know, the fact that uh, it was pretty convincing. You know, even people who knew about the mafia said, wow, this is pretty accurate. Es bastante preciso. And the real mafia thought that there was a connected guy working with the sopranos because they were so accurate and they got the vocabulary and everything down so perfectly that the real mafia said wait a second you guys have to have somebody on the inside and the reason they found out about this was because the FBI agents when they were doing their wiretaps la palabra que vimos antes they would listen in And they would hear the real-life mobsters. Remember, the word mobster is mafioso. And they were talking about the Sopranos. And they were saying that they were convinced that there was somebody from the real mafia working with the Sopranos. Because there's no way they could have got it so perfectly. Now, at first, I would be a little bit nervous. But second, I would say, wow, what a compliment. Vaya cumplido. Now, this next story, I don't know if you guys are going to believe it, but it really happened to me. I was working in New York City. I was working as a bartender, camarero, and The Sopranos was filming right around the corner at the Plaza Hotel. And so my friend was waiting on a table, atendiendo una mesa, my friend Peter, who's also a Sopranos fan. In fact, if you're not a Sopranos fan, we can't be friends. No, it's <laughs> But broma. But... He uh, he was waiting on the prop master from the Sopranos. They were on a break. Estaban de descanso. The prop master is la persona que hace lo de atrezo, ¿no? Tiene todas las pistolas, all of that stuff. The prop master. They have the props, como se dice. And when he saw that we were talking like we were in the Sopranos, we were like, hey, how you doing? Hey, oh, hey, you How you doing? He was like, so you guys are Sopranos fans. We were like, how could you tell? ¿Cómo lo sabías? <laughs> so he said, well, you know what? We're filming over here at the Plaza Hotel. What time do you guys finish work? ¿A que And we're like, a gulp. Gulp. <laughs> no, gulp es cuando tragas. Well, we'll be done. We'll be off in, in about an hour or two. I don't remember the exact time. And he goes, well, perfect. He goes, come to the set and I'll bring you guys on board so you can take a look. I said to my friend Pete, I said, dude, pinch me. I think I'm dreaming. Are we going to see the Sopranos filming live tonight? Is that really what's happening? And he said, Yeah, dude, we're going. And we were like kids in a candy store. So we did. We we took him up on the offer. We finished up at work and we walked the one block. Es que estaba una manzana. We walked the one block to the plaza hotel. And, you know, we asked for the prop master. And he said, Hey guys, hey yeah, they're with me. Come on in. So it was no problem coming in. And then he said, okay, stand behind this line. Don't cross this line, because if not, you're going to be on camera. And I said, what? I mean, I thought we were going to be like far away from the action. I thought we were going to be, you know, in, an, in another room or something. No, it was happening right there. De hecho, si me muevo un poco, acabo la cámara. It was incredible. It was James Gandolfini in action playing Tony Soprano. And I will never forget The intensity of watching him perform, doing what he does best. Right now, I have goosebumps thinking of that moment. I got to see the master himself doing his role, the role that he was made to play. So that's, uh, as we would say, cuando contamos historias así, la frase que que acaba la historia es, only in New York, kids, (laughs) solo en Nueva York, te pasa algo así. And I didn't know if he was a nice guy or not. He was too busy working, and I was too busy just, you know, looking at him in total awe, in asombro total. And what I realized preparing this is that he really is, or I should say was, a nice guy. Listen to this story. There was a pay dispute, as always, uh, between HBO and uh, the the production team. So uh, Sopranos was delayed because of this pay dispute. And so what happened was they organized a sit-in. This is a kind of protest, and it shut down production. So James Gandolfini felt, well, you know what? It's my job as the boss, as Tony Soprano over here, to help quell these tensions. Uh, To quell es eh, calmar estas tensiones. And you know what he did? He took his bonus. Vamos a pronunciar esa palabra. Bonus, no bonus. Bonus. He took his bonus and he split it among all the regular cast members, giving each cast member 33 thousand three hundred and thirty three dollars what a generous guy what an amazing actor and i am so lucky that i had the pleasure of being in his presence and did it work for david chase for james gandolfini for edie falco and everybody else involved well you bet it was a huge success. It continues to be the talk of the town many years after the show has come to an end. But it was the first cable television show to win the Emmy for Outstanding Drama Series. This was in 2004. And then, It was nominated for the award five times. And here's the cherry on top, La Guinda. It would continue to be nominated every year it was eligible, winning again for its final season in 2007. So that's a beautiful way to go out with a bang. And of course, many of the actors have won awards for their work as well. And I think it's because these people really put their heart into what they did. They really put themselves into what they did. Tony Soprano wasn't the only one who was battling with demons. In fact, James Gandolfini could relate to Tony Soprano so much at the end of 2002 Uh, He had a really tough time. He was going through a divorce, and he was starting to have some serious problems with drugs and alcohol, according to his wife. And he was very hard on himself. He was even known to punch himself repeatedly in the face because he was such a perfectionist. And, well, his intensity was too much for this world. And he met an untimely death in June 2013, or 2013. He was on a trip to Italy, and he suffered from a heart attack. And I think everybody in the world, whether you're a Sopranos fan or not, felt like that day, the the world lost a bright star whose legacy will live on forever. And speaking of legacy, you've got the upcoming movie. I can't wait. I watched the trailer three times a day. The movie is called The Many Saints of Newark. And you want to hear the cherry on top? I know I just used the expression, but here it is again. The cherry on top is that young Tony Soprano is played by James Gandolfini's son. How beautiful is that? The role of Tony is being played by his son. And when you see the trailer, which I want you to do right now, take a look at the trailer as soon as this is over. He is the spitting image of his father. The spitting image is igualito, clavado, as you say in Spanish. Well, guys, I hope you learned a lot of English. I hope you enjoyed our foray into Sopranos and I hope I've convinced you to check out this one-of-a-kind show. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of FYI.